Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's Word for you. How many love His Word? Isn't it precious to you? I, I really mean that. Now, for some here tonight, you may not yet be able to say, I love the Lord, I love His Word. You keep hanging around because the folks around you love the Lord. They love His Word. His Word is amazing. And the reason that many of us can say we mm, can kiss our Bible and love the Lord and love his word because we've seen the results, listen, we've seen the results of trusting in him and his word and applying it to our lives and seeing breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough, things changing and turning around for the good. How many can say that's why you love the Lord and his word? Come on, help those around you tonight. Because there's some here that can't say that yet. There's no condemnation in that. But let me tell you something. You stick around, you keep growing in your relationship with the Lord, you keep reading your Bible, you keep purposing to apply it, you're gonna be one of those going, mm, I love my Bible and I love the Lord. We're not ashamed to say that around here because he is amazing. Do you believe that? Heavenly Father, we come to you. And man, we we have to say one more time, hallelujah, which means praise you. We are overcomers. We are blessed. We're positioned in you when we've accepted you as Lord and Savior. We're positioned in you perfectly. Perfectly. That means we are positioned perfectly for the victory, the breakthroughs, the blessings, everything that we need. Father, right now people are looking at their lives and they're in a deficit. They're in a deficit with a relationship or relationships. They're in a deficit when it comes to health in their body. There may be a deficit in their financial accounts, money. Maybe right now, economically, as far as employment, they have nothing. Father, whatever it may be, whatever deficit that we're seeing in our lives, maybe we're, we're lacking joy, just simple joy and enjoying life. Whatever deficit we have, we're positioned perfectly to be filled, to overflowing, to have everything that we need in life to have life that you've called Zoe, fancy word, but it simply means the God kind of life. So Father, as I just open my mouth and you fill it with your word and your truths and things that we need to hear of how to become an enemy to our weakness and how to overcome the very thing, the weakness in our lives that wanna rob us from that Zoe, that God, kind of life. And we thank you that everyone here has eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to receive in Jesus' name. And everyone that agreed said, amen. Amen. Becoming an enemy to your weakness. Philippians chapter four, verse 13, it says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Everybody say empowers. Simply put the word power, anytime you see the word power, In scripture, just like in Acts chapter one, verse eight, it talks about that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and power came upon them. Power simply means typically in most times that it's used, especially in the New Testament, it simply means the ability of God. How many know the ability of God is important to have in your life? Simple equation, I say it often and have said it often, there's your ability and then there's God's ability. You do the math. 
you do the math. How many of your ability, my ability, our ability, we're coming up negative. We're not gonna have enough. God's ability to perform, do, accomplish, whatever you need in your life to perform, do, and accomplish, how many know never goes to a deficit, never goes to a negative? Are you with me? So here this is saying you'll never be in the deficit if you lean on him and have strength through him. In other words, trusting him. He goes on to say, I'm ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in, everybody finish that. One more time, I'm self-sufficient in? Notice the key, Christ sufficiency. You can go to any bookstore and there's a section in uh, bookstores that says self-help. If you watched over the years, those sections of the bookstore that says self-help have been growing and growing and growing. A lot of books written, a lot of material out there how to help self. The problem with that is sufficiency in self, you'll come up in deficit for sure. In other words, it's an adage I think we'd understand. It's a thought that's been conveyed a lot, but it's good to think this. You can get self-help books and really help build, say, your business that you started or that you have and be very successful in your business but be failing in your personal relationships at home. How many know good success, bad success? How many know you can be successful, but it can be bad, right? Pastor Don recently talked about that, especially in the Family Circus series that he's doing. You know, uh, in all honesty, in God's eyes, he comes first, your family comes second. I've watched men of God, I don't know why I'm saying this, but how many know it's gonna be good anyways? I'm saying it because somebody here probably needs, especially a man of God, but I've seen men of God adjust their jobs and their employment according to the church that God called them to so that the family can be blessed. And God blessed that man of God and that family beyond their wildest dreams. But that man of God, that husband, that father followed the promptings of the Lord to solidify his family in the right church, which means he had to, he had to for a moment in the natural take a pay cut because the job he wanted in that area couldn't afford the church that God wanted that family to go to. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Now, some of you looking at me like I'm a cow at a gate, but it's the truth. Because God says, my kingdom's first, and then your family's involved in that. I mean, if God wants to see your family blessed, especially if you've got kids and you're raising your kids, he wants them to be raised in the truths of God. He'll always provide for you financially. Matter of fact, that man of God was sharing, even though he took the pay cut, they really never noticed it in their finances. How many of you can't outgive God? Amen? So everybody say Christ, Christ's sufficiency. We have to emphasize that because as I teach on becoming an enemy to your weakness, we're gonna be talking 20 facts, matter, matter of fact, 20 facts about a weakness in your life, or you could have multiple weaknesses, but there's always one, everybody say one, there's always one of those skeletons in the closet that will be your demise if you do not do the things that we're teaching from God's word to do. If you leave that skeleton in the closet, that weakness that you have in your life alone, we talked about this two weeks ago. As a matter of fact, I shared a lot about this, um, and we're going to go on from here, but I've got to share this today because some weren't here two Wednesdays ago. If you leave that skeleton in your, in the, in your particular closet alone, it will destroy you. It's going to come out, it's going to go public. Scripture says that. So whatever is right now in the closet, thank God. Here's why, because it's called you got time. 
<laughs> I mean that. Talk to folks around you. For some, maybe they, they didn't heed. Because when I first started putting this together and praying about this, I'm like, God, this ain't one of them words where people are like, hallelujah, pray, or, or Tammy, come on with it. Some folks are like, go away with it. They're going to be like, I, I don't want to talk about my weakness because it's in the closet. If I just keep it there, if I just keep it in the dark, it'll be okay. Nope. Scripture says otherwise. Matter of fact, Scripture says it's so important that things come to light and be brought to light. Listen, I have a heartbeat for you. Love you. We all do. Amen. But I also love me, and I know that this word's just as much for me as it is for you. But I went on this journey. As my wife said, amen, loudly, amen, or yep, and that's good. I'm glad you did. No, I'm seriously, because there was a thing in my life that almost destroyed our marriage, my parenting, and my ministry. But God was so gracious to me. So sharing this from some little bit of experience, amen. We talked about we cannot play around with the weakness in your life. You'll see that. It's filled in. It goes on to say, I'm going to read these quickly because this is what we talked about two Wednesdays ago and the blanks are filled in. The small puppy can eventually become a rabbit monster. That little skeleton in the closet right now that's in the closet, it's in the dark, will grow skin, will grow muscle and become a monster. It will come out. It will take you out. It will come out and take you out. It will come out and take you out. Some of you haven't even gone on. Matter of fact, let me share this. Some of you haven't even gone on in the plan of God for your life because that weakness in your life is constantly uh, ever uh, in front of you, constantly toying with you, constantly rising up, and you're so ridden with guilt because of that you can't go on and what God has for you. How many know that's not God's plan? We're called to victory. Turn to a person next to you say, you're a champion. Lack of victory always leads to misery. I'm totally convinced why many believers walk around at times in their life with a sour puss, if you will. Let me know what I'm talking about. Everybody look at me, sour face, they're counting sour puss. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. Sorry, but it's a Northeast thing. Did I say that here in Texas? No, they don't. See, Paul made sure I understood they don't say that here in Texas. They walk around, their countenance down, their demeanor down, no joy, no smile on their face because I guarantee that weakness in their life is toying with them. It always leads back to the weakness in your life. How many know there's many things that are weaknesses in your life? It isn't, see right now you may be thinking of the obvious, addictions or lust as the Bible calls them. How many know they're the obvious weaknesses? But you know, you could be a procrastinator and that'll catch up to you and destroy your life, procrastinating. And let me prove it to you how things can go public. Just try, keep procrastinating, keep putting off balancing your checkbook. How many of the bank's gonna get caught up with you? How many of them penalties hurt? Bounce checks hurt. How many of those, not, you keep doing it so many times in, in the bank you got, they're gonna, you're gonna no longer bank there. And then you go try to get another bank to bank at and it's gonna be like, we can't trust you. How many understand that? So don't just look at the obvious. There are things in your life that we want you to focus on that maybe you never thought of as, wow, procrastination can destroy my life if it's a major weakness. Yep. How about anger? I talked about that two Wednesdays ago. I told you uh, the weakness of my life. Anger. I watched my dad put holes in the wall when him and my mom would argue and fight. As a child, I watched all this. So guess what I ended up doing when I was starting to raise my family? get into arguments, put, start putting holes in the walls in my home. 
And I remember my child, Ryan, our firstborn, he was probably three years old or so, looking up at me, literally mouth hanging open in dreadful fear as I put that hole in the wall and I realized this is not good. How many know I had to go on a journey? I'm gonna tell you something, that journey hurt. Because I had to break some family curses, I had to break some things that I was raised to do by my own father. How many understand? I had to forgive my father, all kinds of stuff. But how many know when it's broken, it's broken, amen, mama? Any holes in our walls today, baby? Mm-mm, no, come to my house. You ain't gonna see no holes. Well, I'm serious. You can clap because it is, it feels good, amen? You can be one that, how about this one? Here's one that was on my heart. I gotta share this. Loneliness, single people. Everybody look, all the single people look at me. Whether you're single, never been married, or maybe you're divorced and you have kids, single parent, look at me. Loneliness is a weakness if you let it. See, how many know being alone is not the same as lonely? And the devil will play on that. He'll let you walk into your house and it's empty you're alone, and he'll begin to have you believe and be deceived that you are lonely. That is a lie. See, God wants to fill that void in your life. He wants you to understand, and I know that as corny as this may sound, it's not corny, it's the truth. He's Emmanuel, God with you. He, you must learn, single people, listen to me, please, doesn't matter your age. You must learn that he is your best friend first. And until you get there, you're never gonna pick the right mate anyways. Is that truth or what? Help me out, because I think they're mad at me right now. Single folks, I mean that with everything. So loneliness can be a weakness. You're alone, but it doesn't mean you're to be lonely. Fear, how many know fear? Fear is a major one. You can fear success. You can fear, fear failure. You can fear rejection. That's fear is, 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 is flowing through all of our veins, if you will, at some level or not, more than others. And for you, if it's at a level where it's crippling you and it's immobilizing you, when fear immobilizes you, that is a weakness in your life. The obvious is pride. We don't deal with that in this church, do we, as individuals? How many of that's for Cornerstone or some other church, right? <laughs> they, 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 yeah, we don't deal with that here. Amen? We talked about this, let's go to our weaknesses. 20 facts about your weakness. Number one, everyone has a weakness that's filled in, we talked about that. Number two, the major battle of your life between your strength and your weakness, that's the major battle. See, let's flip this for a moment. I, I gotta do this, I did it first Wednesday. I gotta do it right now because I, I want you to feel a little happy right now. Because I shared a lot of stuff that it's like, oh man, skeleton in my closet, especially if you've been ignoring it, and all of a sudden now we're gonna deal with it for the next 30 minutes. That could be hard. So let, let me make you happy for a moment. You have strengths or a specific strength in your life that's a God-given gift. And God wants that to flourish. God wants that to shine, because it gives him what? Glory first and foremost. But it's that God-given strength, gift in your life that really, listen, that's where the blessings of God really begin to flow in your life, because you're in a God-given gift. How many know when God gives you a gift to use for his kingdom, he blesses that 
gift. In other words, he endorses it. Are you with me? But that strength of God, that gift in your life, in the weakness that's part of the human nature side of you, they're in constant battle. That's why if we can teach for 30 minutes something, a little tidbit, I hope, hope you get some little tidbit out of this, this 30 minutes, and of course last week, one hour. One hour of teaching combined to help you combat that, combat that weakness in your life and defeat it. Because then the strengths of God and the gifts of God are gonna flourish, child of God, like you've never seen before. How am excited over that? Some of you are, are smiling back at me, I'm glad. Number three, your weakness can multiply. One weakness can be, beget another weakness. Listen to me. One weakness can beget another weakness. I've seen people, I gave myself an, an example as anger, putting holes in the walls. You know what that was? That was pride. So when I went on the journey, me and the Lord, and literally, I, 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 I lost all contact with a lot of people in my life for that moment, and that was just a lot of prayer, fasting, searching, studying scripture in that area of anger, and it led me right to pride. It hurt. It hurt, but I began to do a study then on pride. And to this day, I could catch, I can, listen, I can catch when that weakness is trying to climb back up my leg. How many are with me? Because it becomes a stronger, I could catch it. I could feel the certain feelings, I, I get the certain thoughts, a certain demeanor that my body goes into, certain stance, and it's like, ooh. But see, you have to go on that study about your weakness, or you're never going to conquer it. Number four, your weakness will embrace and seize any friendship that permits it, allows it to exist, and finds it tolerable. How many know, you'll, you, people that have that type of weakness that you have, it's like you're gravitated to each other. You'll even find yourself joking about it, maybe. Oh, you procrastinator too? Oh, me too. Oh, I tell you, if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, I'd leave home and if my, how about this one? If my head wasn't attached, I'd probably forget my head. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, I get the humor of things and the humor side of life. I love to joke and have fun. But sooner or later, you're going to have to quit doing that. And you're going to have to take this as serious as Jesus. I really mean that. Amen. Number five, your weakness should be confronted when it first emerges. Unfortunately, it doesn't always because we're not taught. How can, it, how can it be confronted first in my life when I was trained by my father to do that? Amen. But you know when it was confronted? When it became evident in my family around me, when it became evident, the fruit of it became evident. And then God's, of course, precious Holy Spirit. So let's go to number six. Here we go. Now there's a question there. I'm not going to touch on this, but just real quick, let me read it. It says, why don't or haven't we confronted it? That's there for your own personal study. So I'm hoping, because of the work put into these notes, that you're going to take these notes home. You're going to read over these notes and you're going to pray over the weakness in your life. I want you to go to that question in your personal prayer time. If you're going to go on a journey to attack your weakness, I want you to answer that question. Why don't you and why maybe haven't you attacked that particular weakness? If you haven't. Now there may be some here right now that these notes are helping you, this teaching's helping you in your current journey of conquering your weakness. Maybe there's some here tonight, you've already conquered your weakness. This is a just good friendly reminder. How many like courtesy reminders? 
Because never, listen, never turn your back on that thing. You didn't hear what I said. If you've conquered, those of you who've been in the Lord for some time and you've conquered your weakness, don't turn your back on it. Don't turn your back on it. It'll snipe you, it'll get you, I'm serious. Amen. And if you're married and you got, obviously I'm I'm believing you got a great uh, uh, spouse like I do, she'll help me and I'll help her when maybe we're becoming blinded to it. Because you don't want to get sniped by your weakness. Amen. Here we go. Number six, few will confront their weakness with the proper weapon of God's word. They try to do it in their own strength. That's why we talked about the self-help books and all that. You, you got to have the power of God's word because we mentioned earlier what power really means. It means the ability of God. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? Question mark. By taking heed according to God's word. God's word is alive. It's not some antiquated or historical book with writings in it from various people. The Bible is the written word of God that was inspired, spoken in the hearts of men by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So it's God's word. It's alive. Number seven, your weakness can emerge at any time in your life, including your closing years. Who wants to end your life? You know, I recently heard of someone that passed away that was such a chronic angry person just known to be an angry person that they didn't even have a funeral or memorial service for that person folks are you with me tonight how many of that's sad I, I don't want to you know I can't imagine Pastor Don getting up trying to find something good to say about me because in my closing years I got sniped you would find something good. When, why are you smiling, Pass it on? He's writing stuff down right now. I better hurry up and find something right now. He's tall. He's curly hair. He gives notes. They're no good now because he was a hypocrite. You have, remind everyone, burn your notes from Ken. <laughs> gives notes. Psalm 71 verse 9, don't cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. Number eight, your weakness is the entry point for the devil into your life. Who goes to sleep at night? Who retires for the night to sleep, to rest, and not lock your doors? Maybe years ago you lived somewhere where maybe you, don't raise your, if you do, don't raise your hand too high. Somebody might follow you home. If you live in a place like that, God bless you, that's awesome, I'd love that. But in all reality, that is not real life, (laughs) right? When you go to rest, you lock down. Doesn't the Bible say that we should rest in Christ? See, when Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and rest, what he was talking about, you can rest in me because your weakness has been defeated. But you can't rest in Christ until that weakness has been defeated. You and Christ got to go to work through his ability and defeat that thing because it's an inroad. 
of the devil. It's an entry point. Here we go. Let's go on. John 13, 26. Jesus answered, is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it? How many remember Judas? Judas was obviously a thief throughout the ministry days, all his, throughout his following days, three and a half some years, that Judas followed Jesus, he was dipping in the bag. How many know he had a weakness? It was called greed. He was a thief. At that moment that Jesus did this, that was the entry point for the devil to take full captiveness, if you would, of Judas, and he became the very one who betrayed Christ. See, you may be going along in life and that weakness seems like, ah, you know, it's not that bad. I'll let you fill in the blanks on that. Number nine, your weakness cannot be overcome with humanism, human philosophy, past family, heritage, excuses. Well, I'm Italian. Remember I talked about that? Well, I'm Italian, you know, and us Italians, we're, we're prone to get loud. Raise your voices. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Right? You, no family heritage excuse. Well, my mama was a procrastinator, and she's the one that taught me that saying, if it wasn't for my head being attached, I'd, I'd forget that too. So, you know, my mama was, I am, I guess my kids will be. If anything, there's family curses, heritage, if you will, that we got to break and, and pioneer a new path. See, Miss and I realized this young, only by the grace of God, young in our, our beginning days of our family, our new family, that we, have, we had to literally pioneer a whole new type of family because her family was messed up, my family was messed up. We were basically first generation Christians. I think you came to the Lord with your parents. I came to the Lord before my parents, my sister and I. So here we are getting married as Christians. We had nothing to go on. Thank God we had his word. A lot of mistakes, but man, and that's when the Lord spoke to me one day. He said, son, you're gonna have to blaze a new trail. I didn't know what that meant. I look back now and know what it means now. And it hurts. Amen? Ephesians 1, verse 19, it, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength of God. Remember, if your weakness could be overcome by yourself, that's that blank there, the blood of Jesus would be powerless and the Holy Spirit would be unnecessary. Why do we take communion around here? Because it's the Christian thing to do and we like grape juice. No. Crackers are still half the time anyways, amen? It's the truth. We do it because it puts us in remembrance of the power, ability of God through the shed blood of Christ. And no shed blood, no Holy Spirit on the scene. Because he couldn't come until the perfect Sacrifice lamb. Woo, come on. Number 10, the devil invests whatever it takes to nurture a small weakness into a raging wolf that destroys you, period. Remember, keep, notice it's capitalized. Keep resisting it. Just because you roll up your sleeves one time and sweat a little bit, you think that skeleton in the closet is going to give in? Starts crying, uncle, 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 uncle. That thing, listen, especially if the older you are and the longer you've been in that thing, you got a fight on your hands. I'm telling you folks, I'm not trying to belittle this at all. 
I'm telling you, you've got to fight. Some of you, you've been so involved in excessive spending and borrowing money that you're addicted to that. Do you think that you're just going to drop that and it's going to stop? You're going to have to fight that thing. That was a word of the Lord, by the way. For somebody else, nobody here. Amen? Let's go to number 11. Your weakness does not necessarily have to be confessed to everybody. Don't go around and say, you know... John, I know we just met, but I got to tell you, when I was younger, I used to put holes in walls, and uh, I still do, but uh, hey, you want to go out to lunch? <laughs> have you ever put holes in walls because I'm looking for somebody to be accountable to? Tell me, have you ever? Never? You sure? Where's his wife? Has he ever put holes in walls? You sure? I, he looks like the guy in the Canada puts holes in walls. You don't, you don't need to tell everybody. As they say, to whom should you really address it? Two people. God, this isn't a trick question, I'm pointing up. They were like, who's he pointing to? God and who you look in the mirror every day at. Everybody, everybody say two people. Say God and myself. That's the first two most important people. Because God already knows. Everybody look at me, how many know God already knows? He's looking for you to fess up to it. Because how many know, listen, listen, everybody look at me. God always and only can, by the way, flow through a channel of truth. If you keep lying to yourself, God, who's a God of truth, cannot empower you with his ability because his power only comes on the scene through the channel or the vehicle of truth. And, 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 and it's not just the truth of his word, it's the truth and the honesty of your heart. Because God's a truthful God of heart. How many are glad God's truthful of heart? How many are glad God will never lie to you? Quit lying to yourself. Think on this, but you must admit it to yourself and to your heavenly father. We talked about that. Remember, your heavenly father is fully aware of your weakness. We mentioned that. Number 12. Every weakness grows. And the only way you're going to starve your weakness is to not give it the attention or give in to the temptation of it. And I'm telling you, the only way you're not going to give in to the temptation of it is through the power of God and his word. Every time you say no to that weakness that tempts you, every time you say no, you've just conquered it a little bit right there. Well, this is exciting, folks, because this is what it's going to take. Everybody look at me for a minute. I know some of you are filling in, but look at me. This is inch by inch. If you think you're waking up tomorrow and superhero, I've conquered it. No more weakness in my life. No, it's going to be inch by inch. Typically. Now, I've seen people just completely deliver from something that God's supernatural power came in, but it usually led up to a lot of prayer, crying out to God, and other things that finally God said, okay, now the faith is there. Boom. Every weakness grows. Your weakness searches for every opportunity to grow. It doesn't want to stay small. A weakness as a strength of God, by the way, a gift of God always starts as a seed. Everything in God's kingdom is a seed. Everything in the devil's kingdom is a copycat. He's not an originator. It's like some people say, you know, the devil's pretty smart. Can I be honest with you? He's the dumbest thing ever. He's just good at being dumb. 
It's the truth. He doesn't originate anything. Everything in his kingdom that he uses against you is copying from God's kingdom. He just perverts it, twists it, and turns it for the, for the wrong. So everything in God's kingdom starts with a seed. So when you were born, first conceived, to be honest, then born inside you is the gift of God, the strength that we talked about earlier. And that thing's got to flourish and grow, and that comes through a process and whatever. But a weakness is the same way. Just like my weakness, putting holes in the wall and getting, giving in to anger, that started from the time I was a little bitty baby, and the first time I saw my dad do it, that seed was planted. Come on, you with me? And then I saw him do it again, that seed was planted. I saw him do it again, that seed was planted. And then my moment of temptation as a kid, I remember it vividly as a kid in grade school, some kid just would not leave me alone, I exploded on him. Well, guess what, that seed, I believe, became rooted. Something became enrooted in me, deep root, and then fruit, fruit, fruit. All right, enough of that, here we go. Think on this, it is either being fed and nourished or destroyed and starved. You gotta starve that thing. You feed on God's word, you're gonna starve that weakness. God's word is light, weakness is darkness, amen? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. How do I do that, Ken? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I not fulfill my lust? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. The way that you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, have an active prayer life, get filled with the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues, and chew on the word of God daily. And every time you can, them church doors fly open, you fly in. Amen? Number 13, here we go. Your weakness will not remain in you alone, but eventually infect everything around you. Try to be a, a chronic procrastinator and that weakness grow and see how that goes for your job. Tell me how your boss thinks about that. It's quiet in here. Okay, I'll move right along. Remember, it will become bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger, amen? Think on this, it considers you, no, here's a very important one. I want you to put Christmas lights around this one. Here we go. Think on this, it considers you, your dreams, and your future, your weakness, thinks this. It considers your, you, your dreams, and your future its greatest enemy. Because your weakness is rooted in the kingdom of darkness. They're connected. Think about that. So whatever weakness that we may joke about, oh, procrastination, like I said, or whatever it may be, that very weakness in your life hates you, hates your dreams, hates your future. Because it'll rob you of it. Come on. Your weakness hates your strength. That's number 14. Our strengths are a threat a threat, I love this. When I, when I came to the realization of this, I'm gonna tell you something, I became a raging animal, so to speak, when it came to, to some weaknesses in my life, that when, my, when I realized my strengths, which is the God-given gifts of God in my life, just like you have, that my God-given gifts, my strengths, threaten my weaknesses. Guess what I began to do? I went to work on my strengths. Whatever I was, I'm called to do, I went to work on it. Went to school for it, 
Spent a lot of money on training myself about it. Talked to a lot of others about it. Asked a lot of other people who were better at those giftings than me. A lot of questions. Spent a lot of travel time. My wife and I spent one day, six hours one way. This is not exaggeration. Spent six hours one way. Spent a one-hour lunch with somebody. Asked them a few questions. They obviously didn't seem very involved in that lunch like we were. But we were serious. And we drove back six hours. And what we got from that one hour is just two certain things that they said that I remember to this day. Amen? How many know that works on your weakness? 12 hours of driving and having lunch that you bought and they looked like they were real thrilled to be there. How many know what I'm talking about? Do you know what kind of it? We were thrilled to be there. Amen? Think on this, weaknesses despise the accomplishments of strengths. Remember Delilah and Samson, Samson and Delilah, I remember that story. You may not, but Samson was a very, very, he was, he was buff. But he, was, he had a supernatural strength through God. Can destroy a whole army. Jawbone of a donkey, amen? Just incredible strength. But Delilah, sent by the enemy, Beautiful lady, everybody say weakness. Come on, Samson, amen. Find out the key to his strength, which was his hair growing. It's just the way God designed that situation to be. She got him to cut his hair off. There went the strength, amen. Number 15, your weakness must be destroyed, not tolerated and enjoyed occasionally. Man, can you preach on that one? It cannot be enjoyed occasionally. Well, you know, I've kind of controlled my temper a lot lately. I'm going to let it fly. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And, it's, and, it, and it so happened I may do that. Let's say I, I gave into that. And then my neighbor's on the other side of the fence and I didn't know it. Remember, don't play around with it. Don't play with that skeleton in the closet. It's not a joke. Matter of fact, to prove to you that God says it's not a joke, Jesus died a very, very torturous death so that you can be free from that thing. Number 16, when you justify your weakness, it will laugh. (laughs) Knowing that in due time, it will reveal itself publicly. It's going to go public. I've seen procrastinators get fired from their jobs. 17, your weakness can only be overcome by the word of God. How many love God's word? Said that earlier, we'll say it again. One more time, say I love God's word. Think on this, our enemy always attempts to camouflage our weakness. Have you ever thought about that? I, I got that from somebody, I heard somebody say that years ago. I mean, think about that. How does our weakness like to camouflage itself. I want you to think about that on your own. I'm not gonna take time to talk about that. But I believe it attempts to camouflage it. I said one of them, you know, you may use it as your family heritage. You're Italian or whatever, and that's what we do as Italian. There's ways that it likes to camouflage itself. You think about that on your own. Let's go to, uh, if we can, number 18, or actually think on this under 17, because we're basically almost out of time. And we will get every one of these blanks filled in. Think of this. God wants to grow your strength and destroy your weakness. We talked about that. Amen. 
because that is a key, by the way, to you conquering those skeletons in the closet is get so consumed with the giftings of God in your life. 18, nobody has merely one weakness. We alluded to that, but there's always one major one. Remember, your strongest weakness invites others to come alongside and be your demise. Isn't that the truth? It's the truth. Number 19, God makes every effort to reveal your weakness to you before it destroys you. How many appreciate it? You know what that's called? One word, grace. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, for your grace. You gotta envision God going over to that closet, whipping that door open, putting a huge spotlight on that skeleton saying, ta-da, now let's go to work, amen? Number 20, your victory over your weakness will unlock victories for others. You know what that's called? Testimony. They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb, there's the power and ability of God, and the word of the test. See, the devil doesn't want me to stand up here and in honesty, not fabricating, but in honesty saying, you know what? I overcame mine. Matter of fact, there was more than one, but I overcame it. He don't want me to do that because you know why? And he definitely don't want us to take an hour and teach on it because it inspires you. I believe you're going to tear out of here tonight and say, come on, man, come on, weakness. Wow! Strengths of God, giftings of God. Here we go. Be talking to your friends that you hung out with that were fellow procrastinators. I seem to be harping on that tonight. I don't know why. But... And, and, you, and all of a sudden, they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? You're different. Well, let me tell you what's right with me. I'm delivered. You get to tell them. Isn't that cool? Okay. Remember, overcoming your weakness brings incredible rewards for all of eternity. Yeah. I shared this before. Study crowns. The Bible says we're all going to get crowns in heaven. The number one source of crown giving, if you will, receiving the rewards in heaven is the Bible says when you're an overcomer. The Bible says he crowns overcomers. Various scriptures talk about overcoming and then therefore being rewarded for all of eternity with a crown. That means you're gonna, I believe this. At least it helps me. I'm gonna walk around in heaven and there was two major weaknesses I overcame. I'm gonna have to figure out how to put that, those two crowns on, Paul. They're gonna be kind of crooked. I don't care. But I'm gonna walk around, pass it on, be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be falling off. I don't care. Because I, this moment of pride, forgive me, but I want you to see it. <laughs> Remember, these secrets for the journey. Here we go. Don't make friends with your weakness. Don't bond with it. Don't laugh about it. Don't joke about it. Become an enemy to your weakness. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.